I asked as I turned back to Artemis, a departed Rottweiler who'd been dubbed my guardian by the powers that be. And ever since a dozen testy hellhounds had tried to rip out my jugular, Artemis refused to leave my side. She sat there, ears perked, head tilted in curiosity as she pawed at the closet door. I've tried talking to her. I walked to a full-length mirror and held up the dress. She only cries louder. I rubbed to soften the worry line between my brows. As far as bridesmaid's dresses went, this one wasn't the worst. It would have looked even better if I weren't the size of the Chrysler building. I was currently incubating the girl who would save the world, according to prophecies, but that wasn't what had been worrying me that morning. Being a matron of honor was just that, an honor, and part of my job was to make sure the bride showed up for her wedding. Cookie had yet to arrive. It was probably that third margarita she'd had last night, or the ninth. That girl could knock him back. In her own defense, she was drinking for two. Since I was pragtastic, I'd been restricted to sparkling grape juice. Didn't have quite the same effect, but it was fun watching my sister and BFF belt out show tunes while channeling Christopher Walken. I dialed Cookie's number to make sure she was headed my way when a voice deep and sultry wafted toward me from the door of my bedroom. If that was Cook, she'd had way more to drink than I thought. Closing the door on a traumatized dead chick isn't your style, the man said. Artemis yelped and leapt toward the door, her stubby tail wagging with unmitigated joy. I swirled to face my husband, the devastatingly handsome supernatural being who'd been forged in the fires of sin, created in hell by the very creature we were in hiding from. As far as we knew, Lucifer, Reyes's father, had sent the Twelve the hounds of hell, the most vicious and bloodthirsty creatures ever to exist, and he sent them here to destroy us. Our only salvation was literally the land we stood on, the sacred ground that the Twelve couldn't traverse as we were now living in a convent, an abandoned convent, but a convent with a requisite sacred ground nonetheless. And we'd been here for months in an attempt to avoid being ripped to shreds by the hellhounds that patrolled the border. With help, our job had been to scour ancient texts and prophecies as we searched for a way to kill them. Only Reyes and I were at risk. We seemed to be the only ones the hellhounds wanted for breakfast. Everyone else could come and go as they pleased, which would go a long way toward explaining the lateness of the bride to prepare for her own wedding. We had hours yet, but I figured Cookie would have been at the convent at the butt crack of dawn waking me up to do her hair. God only knew what would come of that. Still, my immediate company was nothing to scoff at. His disheveled appearance every time he entered a room of late caused the blood in my veins to surge, the pulse at my throat to quicken. He bent to pat Artemis. I watched as he gave her a final pat, then indicate the Barbie closet with a nod and a gently arched brow. I followed his gaze. The closet had been made for a person with few worldly possessions, a.k.a. a nun, and though I was now living in the aforementioned convent, I was not a nun, not by a long shot. Proof resided in the ever-expanding girth of my midsection. His signature heat drifted toward me, blisteringly hot, a byproduct of his being forged in the fires of hell, and I turned back to him. His hair, thick and unruly and in dire need of a trim, curled over his collar and around his ears.
He still wore the button-down from last night. It hung open, revealing the wide, expansive chest he'd crossed his arms over. The cuffs of the shirt had been rolled up to his elbows, showing his sinuous forearms. Beneath them, a rock-hard waist tapered down to lean hips that rested comfortably against the door jamb. He let me absorb every inch of him, knowing it gave me a thrill, knowing he'd reap the benefits later. After taking in his form, my attentions unhurried, languid, I slowly returned to his face. He'd let a small grin soften his mouth. His deep brown eyes sparkled beneath dark lashes that were spiked with the remnants of sleep, as though he'd just woken up, as though he had no idea how sexy that was. Normally, I would have chalked up his appearance to the bachelor party they'd had for my uncle, but he'd looked like that for weeks now, exhausted, disheveled.